0: you too. I love y'all too. I love everybody. That way I don't have to keep track of who I don't love. Just, <laughs> just, just supposed to love everybody. Somebody famous said that, you know that. Supposed to love everybody. Oh. So good to see you, everybody. Thank you for worshiping. What a privilege it is to worship the Lord with you. Did you not enjoy the worship time this morning? My goodness, what a blessing. I love that song, and the angels cry. Holy, I just love that song. That's just like one of my favorites already. I want to talk to you this morning Um a couple weeks ago, I talked about wisdom, and I just thought that it would be important to go back and revisit that again. How many could use a little bit more wisdom today? I mean, you like, this is kind of important. And uh, if we, I'm, I mean, out of, I, it seems like it's so valuable to know what to do these days, and and how to act, and what to say, what not to say sometimes, and so it's important to have wisdom, and I was, as we were singing these songs, I thought about, uh, I don't know if you've ever had an agenda for your life, (laughs) and, uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to have an agenda for your life as long as God gave you the agenda. But I think sometimes I've had agendas in my life that hasn't been very healthy for me. Y'all looking at me like you ain't never been to church before. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I said sometimes I've had an agenda for my life and it wasn't very healthy for me. Raise your hand if you made me feel better. The title of my message this morning is, Wisdom is Calling. Are you answering? Are you listening? Wisdom is calling this morning. Are you listening? If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Proverbs. Obviously, Proverbs has a lot to tell us about wisdom. Uh, In Proverbs chapter 9, and then we're going to go to chapter 8, but in chapter 9, it says this. It says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the holy one is understanding the fear of the lord and what i would say it's not a place where you are afraid of god but you have a holy awe struck reverence for god uh, and and I, I might have to preach one day about serving God in an OMG society. Too many times I think we flippantly use the name of God when we need to have God's name in holy reverence. We need more reverence for God. Not just in the world, in the church. I'm waiting on you. I said we need more reverence for God in the church. Thank you. I can camp there if you want me to. The fear of the Lord. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1. It says, does not wisdom call out? Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding? Is that my phone? Hold on, I just a sec. I, I better take this. I I know where. I know where. Huh? Huh? It's wisdom. <laughs> Hello? Is it? Is this really wisdom, Colin? Huh? Wow. Well, I really can't talk right now. I've got. I'm preaching, and we're in church. But since it's you and you called, I was wondering. Since I'm preaching about wisdom, I don't want to put you on the spot, but would you have anything to say to the people in church today? And we got a bunch of them watching online too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, oh that's a good, yeah. That's good. I like that. Okay. Bye. Sorry. Thank you. Um, oh, would you like to know what he said? Or she or whoever, I mean, it's like wisdom. It said that to, wisdom said to tell you that you need to listen to the sermon. <laughs> Wisdom calls out, does not understanding. See, it's not wisdom if you don't have understanding with it. If you had information, but you didn't really know what it meant. Understanding raises her voice. In the heights along the way where, listen to this, where paths meet, she takes her stand. In the crossroads of life, wisdom takes her stand have you ever been in the middle of life and something in your life came up that was going to be a life-changing situation or circumstance and you had what you viewed as an opportunity or you actually viewed it as something that could rip your life apart and there was a crossroads there and you didn't really know what to do it said in the middle of the crossroads, wisdom rises up and helps us to make the right choice and the right decision in the right circumstance. Can you say thank you, Jesus, for wisdom? It says when the, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gates leading into the city at the entrance, she cries out. To you, O oh, men, I call out, I raise my voice to all mankind. Uh, wisdom this morning is raising its voice to all mankind. Will you listen? I'm calling you. Oh no. I don't I don't want to talk. Pick up the phone. All right? It says you are simple. Gain prudence. You who are foolish gain understanding. Prudence is an interesting word. Uh, one of the, some of the sentiments, sentiments, synonyms. <laughs> hey, it's not easy. You ought to try this sometime. <laughs> some of the All the cinnamons of prudence. <laughs> I'll remember that. The synonyms is wisdom, good judgment, judiciousness. Shrewdness, advisability. I love that one. Advice. Have you ever had someone give you advice and said, "You just keep your advice." <laughs> advisability. Are you open to advisability, or do you, words, do you use these words? Nobody's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> Wisdom says, "Pay attention, be cautious, care, be careful." Forethought. Have discretion. Be a good management. Be a good manager. Good management. Careful budgeting. <laughs> so important. You know, you can learn wisdom from a lot of different places. Uh, uh, a little boy named Johnny, he was always dirty all the time. And his mom asked him, Johnny, why, are you all, why do you always get so dirty? And he just rolled his eyes and he said, because I'm a lot closer to the ground than you are. (laughs) Sometimes we don't understand other people's positions because we've never been in those positions or we don't remember when we was in those positions. Wisdom says pay attention to other people. Vance Havner put it this way. He said, if you lack wisdom, go to school. If you lack wisdom, or if you lack knowledge, excuse me, if you lack knowledge, go to school. If you lack wisdom, get on your knees. Knowledge is not wisdom. Somebody needs to hear that. Just because you're smart don't mean you're wise. Just because you're intelligent doesn't mean you have intellect. Wisdom, get on your knees. Knowledge is not wisdom. Wisdom is the proper use of knowledge. Remember this one in Romans 1, 5, and 8? We talked about it a couple weeks ago. It says, if, everybody say if. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously without finding fault, and it will be given to you, but when you ask, this is important, when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believe God. It doesn't matter if you didn't get what you asked for last time. When you ask God for something, you believe that you'll receive it and then put it in his that let him have it and believe him for. You don't always get what you ask for because it's not always good for you. The Bible says we don't get what we, what we ask for because many times we ask amiss that we might consume it upon our own flesh. Wisdom says, God, I want what you want because you know what is better for me than I know. I'll wait on you. I'm talking about wisdom, wisdom. We can most certainly ask God for wisdom, and he will give it. How does he give it? This is important here. How does he give it? He gives it through his word. That's the reason he says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we have to rightly understand the Word of God because wisdom comes from the Word of God because the Word of God is always the truth of the Word of God and the truth is always going to be the truth no matter who believes it. God's not waiting for your approval on his truth. He's not like, oh, never thought of that. So it comes through his Word the wisdom comes through other people. God can speak through other godly, wise people into your life. Speak wisdom. So we need to know and have discretion and discernment to know whether what somebody else speaks to us is of God or if it's something that that we just want to hear that tickles our ears because in the flesh it seems like a good thing but spiritually it's not good wisdom we need to have the discernment to have the mind of Christ amen and I'm preaching better than I was in that first service the, the third thing is through people, through things that happen in our lives. It's through people, and then it's through things that happen in our lives, our circumstances. We can gain wisdom from things that happen in our lives. If you've ever made a mistake, no, because you've made mistakes in the past. Yeah. <laughs> You can learn from those, but the way that you always win in the middle of a problem or in the middle of a mistake is that you learn from that problem or you learn from that mistake. That way, it's not a total loss. You did learn something from it. Sometimes you just learn what not to do. James 3.17, it says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure. You remember this one? Pure, un. I mean, uh, Pastor Amber, uh, when she was talking about uh, holy, one of the words that she used was pure. You remember that? So it says wisdom is, first of all, pure. In other words, it's not diluted. It's not, it doesn't have, it doesn't, the wisdom of God never mixes with the wisdom of the world. So it's pure, peace-loving, considerate submissive full of mercy and fruit good fruit partial and sincere i remember years ago i got a job working uh uh loading box cars with a uh with a forklift and we we would load these these box cars day in and day out and, and sometimes we'd have to get up sometimes we'd have to be at work at like 2:30 in the morning 3:30 depending on how much work there was to have we just had to go and get up and go to work and And a a lot of long hours, and it was, it was, uh, it taught me, it was right out of high school, but it taught me one summer, it taught me a lot of discipline in my life. I didn't really like the job that much because it is like they they called me and said we want you to, become, to consider being a part of our company and and growing growing with us and all that stuff and i just wanted a summer job is all i wanted but but i did learn discipline i learned what hard work was i learned a lot of how to persevere through a lot of issues in life and a lot of those things stayed with me uh, even through today and many times whenever you don't feel like doing something, you do it anyway because you know that it's the right thing to do. So sometimes hard times teach us how to be, have integrity in the good times. That's good. Colossians 3.12, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy, there's that word again, and dearly loved, clothe yourself, put your clothes on, and clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, be humble, gentle, and patient. Wisdom speaks at work. Wisdom speaks at home. Wisdom speaks when we're playing, when we're shopping, when we're talking to our friends. Wisdom always speaks speaks if we are listening. This building right here, For when we built this building, we built this building and about three quarters of the way back, we were going to have classrooms all through that area down through there. And we had a, a Easter sunrise service and it was raining outside and the building was just just gutted. There wasn't anything We had to run a string of lights through here just to have lights, put up a portable sound system. But this whole building filled up. The whole building filled up. And we're like, didn't see that coming. But wisdom said, hey, knock those walls out before you ever build them. Oh, but we got a plan. The plan says, y'all with me? Yeah, do we? I don't. Know, some of y'all are kind of really, really structured people, and you don't like it when plans change. Flexibility is really difficult. <laughs> but wisdom says sometimes wisdom says your idea and your way is not my way. Neither is is your way my way. But. His way is always higher than our ways, and his way is always right, so we've got to figure it out and make up our mind. Are we going to trust? I'm talking about trust right now. Are we going to trust him? And sometimes when God speaks, it doesn't really make sense in the flesh, but if God says it, it will always, always work, always, always be the right thing. Number two, wisdom speaks out. I got ahead of myself. Do you trust it? Listen, verse six. Listen, for I have, I, meaning wisdom, have trustworthy worthy things to say. I open my lips. Wisdom opens its lips and speaks what is right. My mouth speaks what is true. My lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just, none of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are faultless to those who have knowledge. Choose, everybody say choose. choose. Choose my instructions instead of silver knowledge rather than choice gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire compares with her. Nothing, nothing we desire compares. With wisdom. President Carter, years ago, he was making a speech in Japan, and he had an interpreter, and he told this joke. And the interpreter uh, repeated him, he thought. He repeated him, and 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 all the Japanese people just went to laugh, and they were just laughing. And after it was all over, President Carter, he asked the interpreter, he said, you know, I told that joke, but he said, I didn't think it was that funny that... I said, so how did you tell it? Because maybe I, maybe you can help me with that. And the guy said, well... He said, I didn't understand what you said, so I just told him, uh, President Carter just told a funny joke, laugh real hard. <laughs> I, I, sometimes we're not really as good as we think we are. Sometimes the situation may be a little bit different than we perceive it, so we really do need to be flexible and show wisdom and and understanding knowing that that when anything works in our lives, it's because God has allowed us and given us wisdom. when, When you're at school, you kids in school, my goodness, you need wisdom to know how to act, what to say, and how to react to other people who lack wisdom because the wisdom of the world will never really ever mesh with God's wisdom, and the world does not Appreciate God's wisdom But I will say this That any dead fish can float Downstream without wisdom But it takes a live fish To go against the current of this world And I'm going to tell you something If you have God's wisdom It's going against the wisdom That this world has to offer hmm. President Carter told the joke. Please laugh now. I thought that was pretty good. I believe I, I I do think that there are. I think politicians sometimes get a bad rap because there's a lot of bad politicians. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that there's a lot there. There are some good. Trustworthy politicians that try real hard to do and to say the right thing. I think there are good godly politicians out there. They're just few and far between. A little girl asked her daddy one time, he said, Do all fairy tales begin with once upon a time? And he replied, No, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different series of fairy tales uh, that begin with, if I'm elected, I promise to. Don 't forget to vote we got we got voting going on right now, and we we 've got to show up amen all you got to do is take your driver 's license and make it happen uh, politic politics aside, what about us? Do we speak trustworthy words? Does the wisdom of the wisdom of God rule in our hearts and our minds um, that's part of the reason like when i 'm preaching that I use a lot of scriptures because I know that everything that God said resonates in our hearts because it's always true. Anytime I preach a sermon, there has to be the word of God in in it. And it has to resonate because uh, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is the word of God. Psalm 119, it says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Number three, wisdom fears the Lord. Wisdom fears the Lord. Do you? Do you have a holy, struck respect for God? There's, there's another scripture that says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom the fear of the lord is the beginning in other words you got to start someplace if you want to have wisdom at the very first you got to understand that god is the the author of wisdom and to have a respect and an honor for who god is because the fear of the lord the holy respect that we have for god is because it's the beginning of wisdom because you'll never respect Wisdom if you don't respect God. And you'll never respect God if you don't respect wisdom. So verse 12, it says, I wisdom dwell dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge, but not just knowledge. It says knowledge and discretion. You can have a lot of information, but if if you don't have discretion with your information, uh, sometimes it's like throwing the pearls before the swine. Not everybody will appreciate your knowledge if you don't have discretion and know how to use that knowledge and know when to say it, how to say it, with the heart to say it in the right way. It's important to have good timing with your words and not just have, oh goodness, oh, word came to my mouth, but I I can't say it because it's church. Uh, (laughs) When we just run our mouth off, I'll put it that way. Y'all already know what I'm talking about, but I can't say it. I'm sorry. Uh, Sometimes it's hard being the preacher. (laughs) Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. There's a great... British statesman. Uh, he served as prime minister back in the 1800s, but he was speaking at, at Christ Church College, and, and he was bringing an optimistic message. And when he got through, one of the, one of the students asked him, said, Can I, it seems like you're very optimistic about everything. Uh, and he said, is there anything at all that really bothers you in the, the the statesman said, yes, there's, there's, there's just one thing that really frightens me. And he said that the fear of God seems to be dying out in the minds of men. That the fear of God seems to be dying out. You see, it's the job of the church to keep that light shining bright for, for Jesus and let let our light so shine before men that they can see our good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. We can't let God's light go out in our nation or in our world or in our city in our town in our state. We have to be the keepers of the flame. the last point thank you the last point is the wisdom produces fruit are you a fruit producer verse 19 it says my fruit wisdom says my fruit is better than fine gold yet fine gold what i yield surpasses choice silver i walk in the way of righteousness along the path paths of justice bestowing wealth on those who love me did you know that wise people are get are better with money than unwise people. (laughs) You didn't need to come to church to hear that. Wise people gain more wealth than unwise people because they're wise people. (laughs) It says, it says, bestowing wealth on those who love me when we love wisdom, and if wisdom is from God, then we love God because God is the giver of wisdom. Amen. We've been really blessed. Each one of us are very, very blessed people. Did you know that you're very blessed? I think about the rich young ruler. You remember the story of the rich young ruler, how he came to Jesus. He said he said, uh, what, what must I do to, to inherit the kingdom of God and Jesus talks to him and, and he says, "I've done all this, all, I've done all the things I need to do." He was like a, uh, one of those people that just checks off the i you got know, check, 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 check. And Jesus told him, he said, "Go sell all that you have, give it to the poor and take up your cross and follow me. Oh, and the, what the rich young ruler is like, ah, I can't do that. Uh, I, I'm out of here. But I think about that story. It is obvious wrong choice that he made. But then I think about no matter how much wealth he had, no matter how much wealth he had, he could not ride in a pickup. He couldn't have any type of surgery. He couldn't turn on a light. He couldn't buy medicine. He couldn't hear an electric guitar. He couldn't watch TV. He couldn't turn on the dishwasher. He couldn't turn on running water. He couldn't send an email. Back to that. He couldn't mow a lawn with a riding lawnmower. He couldn't fly in an airplane. Couldn't sleep on an innerspring posture-pedic mattress. <laughs> or talk on a cell phone. If he was rich, what are we? If he was rich, we're really wealthy. Really, really wealthy. And the same thing that applies to the rich young ruler also applies to us. Not that God is telling you, maybe God is telling you to sell what you have, give to the poor and take up the cross and go to the mission field. Maybe he is saying that. But we have to be willing to do whatever he asks us to do, because if we cling to what we own, we cannot have wisdom in our lives because wisdom only comes from turning loose and letting God speak to us and speak through us and having the mind of Christ. There's a bunch of religious leaders and they were, they were meeting together and uh, and uh, an angel showed up and appeared before him and said that in, in return for, uh, the leader told him in, in return for his unselfish and exemplary behavior, God was going to reward him with his choice of infinite wisdom, wealth, or beauty that he could have any one of those things that he chose. And without any hesitation, he said, I'll take wisdom. So the angel left and and the, the leader, he's he's sitting up there in front of all the people and and this glow comes over his head and and everybody's sitting there just, just waiting for what he's fixing to say and nothing happens and someone says just say something wise say something wise and uh, he just sat there for a second he said should have took the money (laughs) isn't that how it is sometimes you make decisions then you're like hmm I don't know about that Money is not the answer to everything. It solves problems, some problems, but it doesn't solve the problem of our heart. One of the years ago, we were living in Colorado and uh, my brother was over the racetrack chaplaincy of Texas and there was a little quarter horse racetrack uh, in Maynard, Texas, outside of Austin called Manor Downs. and. Uh, I went down there to Maynard Downs and the chaplain there had me preach for him. And, and, and in that, we, we had church in the bar at the racetrack. You don't think God will show up someplace at the bar, at the racetrack. And we had about 20 people in a circle right there. And I just gave him, preached to him about Jesus, how much he loved him. At the end of the service, I had everybody bow their head and at the end of the service, I asked him, I said, is there anybody that would like to receive Christ as their personal savior? And I've never, I've never had this happen before, but everybody at church that day raised their hands and accepted Jesus as their personal savior. All of them, every one of them. I left that place just like in my heart, just like, ah. They were so hungry for Jesus. And the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, Randy, I want you to go back there and be the chaplain. He says, I know that there's a chaplain there, but he's not gonna be there for a long time. And And when he leaves, you need to go be the chaplain. So I called my brother and I said, don't say anything to that chaplain at all. But if he leaves, I feel like God wants me to come down there and be the chaplain. Not knowing what had happened. I didn't know if it would be a year, two years, three years. A month later, Russ calls me and said that the chaplain resigned. I'm like, all right. So I knew I was supposed to do it. We put our house on the market up there, solar house, and uh, had a little bit of equity buildup in that house. Found a house down there in Elgin that had been repossessed, the bank owned it. Got it really bought right, but when we move, when we on, when we come down, I don't know if you've ever done this or not. But have you ever taken a job and didn't know what it would pay? Yeah. Y'all with me? It's like if God said it, I was supposed to do it. Me and Dara had had Shiloh and Caleb little little bitty, had a family, moved down, they said they was gonna give me $200 a week. Come down here, and uh, they doubled my salary the first week. <sighs> but God provided. Yeah, it was tight, it, it was real tight, but, God said, y'all with me? I said, God said. And because of that, they invited me, even before they built any of these class one race tracks in Houston, San Antonio, and Fort Worth, they said you could be the chaplain at any of those chaplains, because everybody at Maynard Downs was, there's was like 50 people, and they was all showing up for church. They wouldn't even take entries on Sunday morning, because everybody's in church. So we come down here to Houston, we're down here for six years, and then that led us back up here to Montgomery, and that's how we got to Montgomery. And I thought about that when I was talking about wisdom. I thought, what would have happened at that crossroads? He meets us at our crossroads of life, and he says, go to Maynard Downs, and it's not gonna make sense to you. You're not gonna get much money, but I said, go go and when God speaks I'm not talking about EF Hutton when God speaks we need to listen because he is always right because he speaks the truth let's pray thank you Lord for your love thank you for your blessings thank you for helping us Thank you for leading us, and thank you for being so trustworthy. I pray, oh God, today that you'd help us, Lord, to understand the value of wisdom, and seeking after wisdom. I thank you, Lord, that you said if we would just ask that you would give it to us generously. I thank you, Lord, that you're helping us. I'd like for you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a second. This morning, if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to know that the greatest gift that you could ever receive is the gift of eternal life and the gift of a relationship with the God that created you. If you've never asked him to come into your heart, he's not going to make you serve him. That's not who God is. God loves you enough to let you make the decision, do I want God in my life or do I not want God in my life? But the Bible says you must be born again. You can be born of the flesh from your mama's womb, but if you're not born of the spirit, the Bible says will not inherit the kingdom of God. You must be willing to say, I want to be born of the Spirit, to be born again. So this morning, if you've never accepted him, or maybe if you have, you just haven't been living for him, simply by raising your hand and saying, Preacher, I need Jesus in my heart. I need to make him the Lord of my life. We want to put a Bible in your hand. Anybody. Preacher, that's me. Anybody. Slip your hand up high. Anybody. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Would you stand with me, please? How many needs more wisdom? Raise your hand. Amen. I want to pray for y'all. Let's, let's just leave our hands up. We've got a prayer team up here if you need special prayer. We'd love to have you. Everybody watching online, if you don't mind, raise your hands right where you're at. And I want to pray for you all as well. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for loving us. I thank you for your many blessings. I thank you, Lord, that you are moving in our hearts and in our minds, in our bodies, in our souls, that you have a plan for us that are that your plan for us is to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us wisdom and hope for our future. I just lift everybody up watching online today. I pray for everybody in this building. I pray, Lord, that your wisdom would rule and reign and prevail in our lives as we meet on the crossroads of life, that you would help us to be open and willing to say yes to you. When you lead us, when you guide us, and you give us direction for our life, that you would just... Help us, Lord, to have ears to hear, a heart to listen. And even in those times when it may not make complete sense to us, but because it's you, oh God, help us to know and to have that peace when it comes to making that decision. We thank you, Lord, for it. And we love you, Jesus. We thank you in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for coming. We sure do love you all. God bless you.